AAA forecasters predict over 55 million people will be traveling between today and tomorrow. Are you one of them? TSA is preparing for a record number of passengers to go through its largest airports, too, including Midway and O'Hare. And while it may not be the most relaxing time to travel, hopefully it's just someplace you're looking forward to. If so, we want to hear from you. Where are you headed this Thanksgiving? Do you have any advice to make traveling right now easier or want to share a holiday travel horror story? Our phone lines are open and we want to hear all about it at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-9239. Joining us now with some tips to make holiday traveling go a little more smoothly and for you and wonderful workers who can make that travel possible is Elaine Glusak. She's a frugal travel columnist for The New York Times. Elaine, thanks for joining us. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for having me. I'm staying put this year, but are you traveling? No, I'm I'm quite lucky. I get to stay home and, and have the family travel to me. So now I just have to worry about their flights. Right. <laughs> so what are the biggest travel tips that you're giving your family who are hitting the skies or the roads this holiday? Right. Well, I have several, but I have to say the most important is to really pack your patience, which sounds very nebulous and weak. But honestly, whenever I fly, I go into what I call Buddhist mode, where I just like acknowledge I have no control over what's going to happen with mechanical problems or weather. And a mindset change just kind of goes a long way to, um, you know, maybe not happiness, but at least calm. And I think on the busiest travel day of the year, that's probably the most you can ask for. Um, on the proactive side, um, you know, you need to download the airlines app for sure. Um, that can be uh, another avenue for them to communicate with you. Um, I've often been in situations where I'll find out about a delay through the app, you know, ahead of it being announced at the gate. And therefore, I get kind of the jump on if I need to make a new booking or something. Um, and then if you do need to make a new booking on the proactive side, if your flight is canceled, And if your flight is canceled, you're entitled to a refund. Um, So you need to stop and think, should I take this alternate flight they're offering, which may be days away? Or should I accept an airline credit and maybe do it all over again, perhaps when things aren't so crowded? Um, So while you're making that decision, you definitely want to get in that long snaking line at the airport to try to seek help from customer service, but also get on the phone. Um, At the same time that I'm in that line, I'm calling the 800 number because the odds are you're going to get attention by phone quicker than you will in person. Um, I would have thought it would be the opposite, that if you're at the airport that you could grab someone versus staying on hold. Oh, but those lines get enormous immediately, you know, and suddenly you're, you know, you're the hundredth back and they've got three people working it. So they're pretty good about, you know, they have the phone banks pretty manned. Um, And lastly, I just want to say my, you know, most importantly, just like, try to always plan for the worst case scenario. Like I always try to have movies or TV series downloaded that I can watch or really engrossing ebook to pass the time. Like I will literally like try to get all my steps in and the terminal, like you you really have to just kind of like deal with this to some certain extent. And, you know, I think a pair of like earbuds or earphones go a long way to sort of blocking out the chaos. What tips do you have for people traveling with young kids or, elderly passengers yeah um obviously that's you know things are much more complicated whenever you travel with like a a group like that um so first and foremost i'd say 
try to get to the airport as early as you can. Um, you know, sometimes during the holidays, they'll say two hours. And, you know, depending on your sort of configuration, you might want to do two plus. Um, you know, it just takes a long time to get through security regularly. And then if you have longer lines, you just really don't want to add that stress um, to that. Um, uh, when when my child was young, I used to pack um, like a separate little tiny carry-on for him on a long flight, knowing that like if he saw new toys and games and stickers or stuff like that, like he would be more engrossed and it might hold his attention longer. So these are um, surprises. This, <laughs> total <laughs> surprises, like little plastic dinosaurs, like cheap stuff. Like I wasn't spending a lot of money, you know, like I, but I would just like accumulate these things that he had never seen before. So I was like, oh, my God, I think he's going to melt down. Here's a new dinosaur. You know, like, That's a good hack. Yeah, yeah, that is. And then I think with um, for o- older people, um, you definitely want to um, – Call in advance, contact the airline and let them know, for example, if you need a wheelchair. Um, And if you do and you contact them in advance, they should have it ready for you at check-in. So then you're able to get wheeled all the way sort of to the gate. But it's important to sort of do that in advance. What about pets? Um, You know, pets are both easy and not easy. They are sort of like they have to you know, fit in a compartment in front of you underneath the, the uh, underneath the seat in front of you. So they have to be a small dog or cat. Um, and then you do have to let the airline know in advance. And usually you have to pay a fee of about $125. And then that um, carry-on is one of your carry-ons. So like in addition to your kennel, you may only be able to bring like a purse or a small backpack. So just be aware of that. You may be checking your rollerboard. For example, um, you know, you want to definitely look at the airline map or sorry, the airport map and let them know where those relief areas are. They all have them, but, you know, you don't want to have an emergency with your pet. Um, service animals are totally different. Um, they are they need to be cleared in advance by the Department of Transportation through an application. And there's no charge for those. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. And during one of the biggest traveling weekends of the year, we're talking tips with our guest, Elaine Glusak, frugal travel columnist for The New York Times. And we're still taking your call. So give us a shout if you want to share your own tips about how to make things smoothly or you have a horror travel story. Call us at 866-915-9239. That's 866-915-WBEZ. Elaine, I'm wondering if hybrid schedules have impacted the number of people being able to travel or even travel patterns this holiday. Yeah, I think that's um, sort of a big question and, and definitely an expectation on the part of the airline industry. Um, the Airlines for America, which is the industry lobbying group for um, for all the airlines, they looked at an 11 day period of travel and said that 30 million people will fly. Um, so that's like 2.7 million passengers a day. And, you know, so we're talking about people that have left already like last weekend. Um, The problem is sort of this weekend, really, because although, um, you know, people may have spread out their departures, um, the airline industry is still predicting that Sunday is going to be the big heavy day of return, which I think is largely driven by families who need to get back to, you know, school um, and in some cases work. Um, so they're expecting like 3 million passengers just, just on Sunday. So um, that's the one I'm a little nervous about. So I was going to ask you if return flights are a little more relaxed because people are working remotely. But it sounds like 
know that there's flexibility maybe on when you arrive to your Thanksgiving destination, but not so much on the return. Right. I was thinking about like Chicago Public Schools, you know, having the whole week off. Well, maybe some people left last weekend already, but still they got to be back for, you know, a Monday start. So mon- so I think the weekend's going to be really busy Sunday, especially. So you mentioned that it's better to call the airlines rather than just wait in those long lines. Have the airlines given any other advice for passengers if they see long wait times, you know, phone or in person? Um, they, you know, they say things like we are prepared. Um, we've added a quarter million seats a day. In ter- so in terms of capacity, they say they're ready. But, you know, they're still they're still like doling out advice, like, you know, the weather is out of our control and, you know, pack food and bring a water bottle. Um, there's sort of only so much, I guess, that they can say. I would personally say, you know, I'd like to monitor any of my outgoing flights, like, you know, the worst thing is like getting to the airport and then finding out that you're delayed. And maybe if you had looked at it when you were still at home and realized it was delayed, you could, you know, enjoy or whatever, endure that delay at home, which might be better. So it's really good to track those in advance. If someone's flight is delayed and delayed and canceled, you mentioned that, you know, the airlines can give them a refund, but does travel insurance, is that helpful at a, uh, in, in that scenario? I mean, it, it can be. Um, uh, travel insurance is sort of super specific about the scenarios in which you can use it. And they usually um, work for unforeseen things like a loss of a job or the death of a loved one. Um, but comprehensive policies also usually cover trip delay expenses. So those would be things like um, the meals that you bought or the hotel that you needed because you were delayed and you had to stay overnight. Um So some things to keep in mind about travel insurance is that you can't just go out and buy it today for today's flight. You you need to get it very close to the time that you purchased your trip. So usually within 10 days. Um, And then you have to hang on to all your receipts and any communications from the airline um, or hotel or whatever it is um, so that you can make a successful claim with them. Oh, and I I should also say, I just want to add that some of those high-end credit cards also have trip delay um, insurance. So if you have like a high-end American Express card, you might also have this. So I don't have any travel horror stories for the holidays, uh, mainly because I don't travel Thanksgiving. My family is here, but there've been a couple of times that I have traveled. So I want to share a hack that maybe you know, but listeners might not. I say travel the morning of Thanksgiving. Mm. It is so easy the lines are short it is not stressful and if you leave early you still like you're there in plenty of time before dinner is served absolutely that's really funny that you said that because um my brother does that all the time they they always fly in here to chicago on like super early thursday morning and it usually works out i mean i'm knock on wood (laughs) you know but it seems like you're more likely to get delayed on a wednesday before thanksgiving than i mean of course weather can can play a factor, but it seems like Thursday mitigates some of those anxieties that you might have traveling the day before. Yes, definitely. Because it is it is the a lighter day to fly. And anytime there's a lighter load, it's just uh, you know, takes pressure off the system. And so, you know, it's you're you're sort of playing an odds game, but but yeah, you're more likely um to possibly be on time. 
I would imagine that as a frugal travel columnist, you probably don't have any horror stories because you know all the hacks, but anything <laughs> that you want to share that has happened to you. Oh, no, that is funny because I feel like I am this columnist because I've endured them all. Like I've had the experience, like so many flight delays. I would say even last year I was flying out to um, I was flying out to a ski destination. So I needed to change planes in Denver and I got as far as Denver. And then they said, well, your next flight is canceled. It was to a small town in Colorado and we don't have a flight for three days. And I'm like, well, I was going to come back in five days, so I'm not going to do that. So I just decided to change my trip entirely. And I got on a bus and I just went to a nearby ski resort. So, I mean, just sometimes you just have to throw your hands up and go, okay, well, I'm just going to work with what I have here. And, um, you know, try to salvage something. And as it turned out, we had a great ski trip. <laughs> we just didn't have the one that we were planning on. So packing your patience and also being nimble sounds like the way yes. to go. And mini dinosaur toys for your young child. Dinosaur toys. <laughs> dinosaur and stickers. Stickers. Very good. <laughs> Some folks may be throwing some Thanksgiving fixings in their carry-on, but not everything will get past TSA. Can you remind us about what foods you can and cannot travel with? Yeah, the rule is basically solids are fine, but liquids and gels are not, unless it's baby food and formula or breast milk, in which case you need to like let the TSA officer know so, so that they can see those items and inspect them separately. Um, there seems to be a lot of gray area when it comes to creamy things like peanut butter and yogurt, um, which TSA like officially limits to 3.4 ounces, you know, or 100 milliliters, the same as your shampoo um, for carry-ons. But I have never had a peanut butter sandwich like taken away from me, but yogurt at O'Hare has been like 50-50. So I usually don't even bother to bring my own yogurt. I just buy that on the airplane side of security. And here's a trick question. What about cranberry sauce? Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. I personally would not risk it. It depends. Like, I feel like that's in that gel sort of It is. Thing. <laughs> it yeah. TSA yeah. considers cranberry sauce, wine, jam, preserves, even though one go. could argue cranberry yep. sauce is in a can, it's kind of solid. Oh, I know. Well, I feel that way about peanut butter. I just, yeah. Well, anyway, they make the rules. And what about breads? Oh, you can bring bread. I've, I've often brought bread because I'm a baker. So I always like to bring my sourdough. Never had a problem. Actually, usually I get like the TSA guy going like, what kind of bread is that? <laughs> Not everyone is flying. Some folks are driving instead. What are some of the best times to hit the road? Yeah, I feel like that um, answer would be like so specific to where you live in Chicago. because, like, you know, especially with like the traffic in the Kennedy and stuff. But I usually when I'm leaving town, I try to like if I'm going to miss Chicago traffic in the morning, I want to leave by six or six thirty and then like or maybe after nine thirty sort of after the crush. And, but then I feel like coming back into Chicago, like all bets are off unless you come back in the evening because I just feel like it's always crowded. Um, and certainly I think this Sunday um, is going to be especially so. But I usually try to come back into the city like sometime after 6 so we, p.m. So we yeah. do know that there are going to be 2.5 million travelers expected to reach their destination by car. And today at 4 p.m. is expected to be the busiest time in Chicago, hmm. specifically on I-94, headed from Chicago to Milwaukee. And <laughs> that is data provided by the transportation firm in NREX or in INRIX provided by AAA. Wow. 
I don't want to go to Milwaukee this afternoon. I'll just say that. <laughs> Although I wonder if that's, just, I mean, you could be going to Minnesota, Wisconsin, like all sorts of places, but headed on 94, even though it's west, technically it's going north through. That's true. That's the, true. For the city. I, uh, oh, go ahead. Chicago empties into Wisconsin so often that, yeah, that sort of doesn't surprise me. And it's just, you know, it is two lanes a lot of times. So it's just like, again, you're just going to go slow. Well, lucky for us, we don't have to deal with any of this today. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We've been talking to Elaine Glusak. She's the frugal travel columnist for the New York Times. Thanks for, for joining us and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Thanks for having me.